Welcome to another Classic Car Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. Our guest this evening is star of a popular series on Motor Trend Channel and are credited for finding and bringing back old cars to life. But first, Eric has these words from our sponsor. Jason, you have a lot of cars, and I have a couple of them, and I think you'll enjoy our spot sponsor today, which is Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, and diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With four convenient neighborhood locations, how may they be of service? Jason. And I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and we welcome the Iron Resurrection star, Shag Arrington. Shag, welcome, and thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us here tonight. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And and we've got, obviously, some fun questions for you, and I know you've probably been asked this several times before, but uh, um, we know that uh, if we start with the Martin brothers. Um, yeah. Yeah, so your relationship with them, how did Iron Resurrection all begin? You know, Joe's brother's name is Jason, so some, I think people think that me and Joe are brothers sometimes. But right. Joe and Jason are the Martin brothers. And back in the day when they were doing bikes and they were doing uh, the pipes and a lot of different things, Joe is the fabricator, creator, artist, like all the things. He's the hands-on. And Jason, equally as mechanically inclined and artistic, was the business. And so that's how that relationship is. And I was able to become friends with the Martin brothers back in the early 2000s when I worked for Red Bull. And, you know, we just clicked. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you have a work engagement and you just become friends. Right. Like, I'm glad, you know, we met through work, but they ended up being really good friends. Well, over the years, Jason, after doing the builder, the, the biker build-offs, Jason has got a very creative, active mind and had these ideas for shows. And we shot multiple uh, pilots for some of the ideas. Some of them are great. I even think they could, they would do well today, but we shot the idea for Iron Resurrection and then showed it to discovery channel and they immediately were like yeah don't show this to anyone else we want to do it oh, and uh a year later actually my son's birthday joe called me he's like hey man we got the green light so isn't that cool? <laughs> it was it was time to go it's pretty neat how things come together like that yep Most yeah because you know we, we had shot a couple of things like i said that were really cool mm -hmm. but they never went anywhere so that's why when iron resurrection Jason called he's like hey we got this idea i'm like sure I mean, I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. So, Shag, uh, take us back to back in the day when you were young or when you were first <laughs> got your well, – not that you're old. That, I didn't mean it that way. But oh, no, like when there. you were young, when you first saw that special car that really got your attention, where did, where did your love for cars really begin? Man, that's, see, that's a good question because I don't know if I would walk around saying I'm a car guy. But my dad, I, I was raised in the garage with my dad, you know. If it was Saturday, I was up early and we were hanging out. And we were either working on our projects or, you know, helping out our neighbors, uh, working through church, helping out the elderly and stuff like that. So he was always tinkering and fixing and working on small engine, big engine and mm -hmm. things like that. But for me, I just thought like having your first car, getting your first car or motorcycle was like freedom. And it's your own special custom private place, you know, like right. I look at my car and it's just another getaway. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of people that look at it as just like a vessel. But for me, you get in it and it's just like a, it's another world. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just it, it just it excited me, you know, and 
I couldn't wait to get a car. I got, I got my motorcycle license at 15. The day of my birthday at 7 a.m., I was at the DPS getting my license. <laughs> right. I mean, I was not messing around. It, it's <laughs> so, kind of like having your own room for the first time, but you yeah, can drive yeah, wherever you want to be. Right. right. That's very, a good idea. That's yeah, a good way of putting it. It's very nice. And, you know, Eric and I both, uh, and I think Jason may have, have as well, but we all held beers for our fathers and handed them wrenches and and screwdrivers working on cars in yep. the driveway when we were younger. So uh, that's probably a very similar uh, gateway to, you know, boys and interest in cars and motors. Yep. Absolutely. So it's, it's Yeah, it's yeah. Nice you know, as a kid, you know, Cannonball Run and uh-huh. Smokey and the Bandit oh, and yeah. all, the, all the shows, all the shows had a car, a team. You know, there was always that mascot vehicle. That's defining. You all, it was always like, I want that. I want that. So when you ask, like, what car really sparked it, it wasn't so much the cars; it was just the idea of having the, a mm-hmm. car, right? You know, sure, something to call my own, right? Right. And that was a '78 Jeep CJ five or seven, was it? CJ seven, CJ man, no five. Yep. There you go. I got you. <laughs> got you. you no, know, my dad. You know, it was my stepbrother's Jeep. He couldn't. I, I don't know why he. It, it became mine. Mm-hmm. We'll just leave that for <laughs> right. my, my book. I got you. But uh, okay. My dad's like, hey, that's going to be yours. And I remember one day he took me out to Marine Creek. These are some some trails Mm -hmm. and showed me how to drive a stick and then got out, threw me the keys and said, get us home. And so I learned how to drive a stick and some pretty gnarly trails at Marine Creek and then got us home. And and that was it. (laughs) That was my first car. But it was also my first uh, hands on experience on like uh, doing fabrication and mechanics and mm-hmm. and everything because when i remember on my 16th birthday he bought me a chilton's manual for a cj7 there you go <laughs> and right. he said here's your manual i'll buy all the parts i'll be your assistant but you have to do all the work gotcha right yep no. and I, I remember i burned a clutch out and that thing sat in the garage for six months because that's it I, every time i would look at the chilton's i was just scared i'd rather pitch <laughs> in gas money than fix it myself you know <laughs> right right <laughs> Exactly. But then I got tired of it and got out there and put it, you know, lifted it up and dropped the dropped the transmission and fixed it. So, and that sounds, I mean, that sounds like uh, he needed to come in there and he needed an official light flashlight holder. Yeah, I right. mean, that's, <laughs> have any of us have had, yeah. ever undergone the abuse of being the flashlight holder? I consider myself an expert flashlight holder now and my grandfather would yeah. shake his head going no no you still got room to go you learn quick man because i'm sure all <laughs> of our dads are the same you weren't like a, you got upset with yourself because you disappointed them right yeah, you know like true. i gotta get this right <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't forget their first time of changing their spark plugs the first time and making sure those plug coil the plugs of the coil were plugged in there right and then as your oh yeah dad man, comes all out, those firsts dad comes out saying you should turn the car up and then you're hopping through the yard, just shocked yourself because you just pushed down the spark plugs on the uh, distributor. It's a rite of passage. It is. Oh, my thumb will never feel the same. But <laughs> so, but talk, uh, go ahead. The Jeep was kind of like a project because it was the thing that, like, I remember I forgot to hook the hook the uh, the hood after an oil change I'd done, and I was just out driving, and the thing flipped up and bent right. over the front windshield, and. Yep. I, I drove home and my dad's like, all right, let's get the rubber mallet. We're going to fix it. So it was like, 
just the car that everything happened to, and we never mm-hmm. fully brought it back to its perfect condition. It, it would be like a, a perfect uh, roadkill donation. Right, right. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not pretty to look at, but man, it ran like a top, and it was amazing. I it's miss all, that thing. It's all about the character. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and there's nothing like a Jeep hood flying up that'll get your attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially one with an eagle on it, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. And I wish I had an eagle, but I think I had some sunburn on the hood, you oh, know. Oh, gotcha. Yep. A little gray coming through. Yep. Good old Texas sun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now, I, I was going to ask this later on. So would that be your first rebuild that sticks out in your mind as being one of the most challenging and most rewarding? For me, I wouldn't say I've ever done like a rebuild. Rebuild. I just keep things on the road, you go. know. So I, I did do a lot of work to that one. Uh, I've actually done a lot of work to this the Cadillac that I have now. Um, happens to be the season finale build from uh, series season one. Oh. It was the '64 Caddy from season one. We were able to get it back, and Joe knew how much I loved it, and so I I, I got it. We, you know, we were we were given that opportunity, for like first rider refusal. So uh, I bought it back, and since I've had it, I've just been, man, it's been awesome. Just hands on, you know, going through the thing. Exactly, and we're gonna, and, we're, and that's the Shagalack, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that. I promise. Now, just how fun is it to to work in production with with your team doing the show at Iron Resurrections? I mean, I love it. You know, it's, it's, I'm sure the guys don't dig it as much as I do because I'm not the one in there hands on building the, doing the builds, having to stop, stop work while we shoot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know it gets frustrating for the guys that are trying to hit it, hit the deadlines and get things done, but it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, not everybody gets that opportunity to showcase what they do. Right. And it's a blessing. And, and I, I know it's not going to last forever. You know, it's going to go away at some point. I'm just enjoying it while I can. Well, absolutely. And, 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 and it's such a rewarding show, really. Uh, you know, the, the, I think you guys have underscored there's no drama and there's not. And it's just a very fun show. It's like, okay, we found a car. We're going to take it. We're going to uh, customize it. And now we're going to give it, bring in some new life to it. So, and that's very rewarding. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Now, I, I enjoy it. Now, it the time involved on, on the projects, is it... Is it? Uh, I know it's not a bring it in and then in forty eight minutes we have a new car. What? What is <laughs> sure about it is. the? Av- <laughs> I mean, in, in TV time it does, but it, what? What would average production time be on on one of those projects? You know, or does it vary? It varies every time because it depends on what what the donor, what condition the donor is in, what we're actually doing to the vehicle, and I say we, I mean them. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And, and every, you know, while we're shooting, every vehicle, every build is in a different point in the process. So we're working, there's working on five, you know, f- four to six vehicles mm-hmm. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they're just shooting different, you know, the interesting parts of the process are what's shot. And Joe's really good about letting them know, letting production know, like, hey, come in on these days because we're going to be doing this. And, you know, you. It's, inter- it's interesting work versus, hey, come in for three days while we block this thing. Gotcha. So yep. Um, yep. the timing, you know, we shoot a season. To give you an idea, with all the builds in a season, a season is shot roughly over 10 to 11 months. Mm-hmm. And so all the guys are working at different points in the process. So it's, it just depends on each. I, I, it's hard to tell you the time timeline because then there's also and i hate to spoil it but there's the finish it for tv 
And then there's keeping it for to fine tune it before you give it to the customer. Oh, so okay. it's it's ninety nine percent done, but then there's that fine tooth comb where you go through and you make sure every little thing is tightened up before it gets delivered to the customer. Gotcha. So, yep. but you do, you do see there's, it's not like you guys see it on TV and then it's a completely different car when it goes to the customer. It's just more of the, <laughs> you know, behind the curtain type right. stuff. Yep. Now I was going to just use it, that analogy of pulling the curtain back a little bit you can just say, you know, it's magic, but yeah, yeah it's magic. So you're working on about four to six cars at one time. Are they at the same physical facility and there's like uh, Disney where if you turn the showcase around and there's the same front of the build yeah, shop. Yeah, no, there's, then... uh, there's multiple buildings at the oh, okay. shop. Yeah, there's a lot of different buildings out there. Uh, it probably, they're all the same type of buildings, so you probably think you're just one huge building um, when you're on TV, but yeah, it, they're, they're kind of rotating in between the different, uh, like there's a body uh, shop, there's the upholstery shop, you know, there's different, there's different places. Mm-hmm. So it's, they're all on property. They're just, you know, taking turns in different buildings. Gotcha. Well, so, uh, you know, Shag, we all know that nothing comes easy, right? So what, what concerns do you have when you buy a car to rebuild for the show? Or do you ever worry about, okay, well, where are we going to get the parts for this or does any of that come to your mind when you're con- uh, considering a vehicle to use for the show? It's got to just be a really solid foundation because for the most part, everything else can be, can, will work. You know, mm-hmm. we can make it work. Either it's, there's aftermarket or, you know, with Joe and his team, you can, they can, they can fabricate anything. <laughs> so right, right, there's really right. not that big of a concern. It's more so just finding something that's in great, good enough condition that it's not, it's just not overwhelming, you gotcha. know. There's enough to work with that we you leave some meat on the bone and uh, and not spend too much time or labor or money on gotcha. getting it to where it needs to be. Okay. So do do most of your uh, builds come in from other customers? And I know, or do you go out and find, uh, you know, search for certain vehicles, you know, to kind of peak interest? Like a '67 Chevelle would be my favorite, but. Yeah, I mean, do you go well, it's out? All customer builds. Yeah, I mean, so season one was buying some cool stuff and finding buyers, you know, doing some cool builds and then finding buyers. But after that, the the, the build list it's it's all customers, and and for the show, it's we try to showcase different builds, different types of builds, different types of fabrication and customization. So sometimes those vehicles on the show are Joe's. Or the guys around the shop because we know that, the, you know, they want to showcase something, you know, a different skill set. Right. Uh, you know, because if you looked at the lineup and the timeline, I mean, we may be doing the same type of builds of the same vehicles. I think it's boring for TV. So there's the mm-hmm. actual customer build list versus, you know, what you, what's being chosen for the show. Gotcha. And and that's yeah, kind of yeah. where the, the question was going. I mean, do you – how far – what's the farthest point away from Austin, Texas or – that you've picked up a car to bring back to build. Oh, for us, yes. Uh, there's been cars delivered, not so much where we've gone and picked up, but I mean, as far you know, New Jersey to Southern California. I mean, they they come in from all over the country. Oh, okay, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, pretty yep. neat. Yeah, yeah. Shag, are there any model years that are too new for you all to consider fabricating and customizing? I don't think so, man. I think if it's cool, it doesn't matter when it I was gotcha. born. You okay. know. Okay. All right. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> 
Uh, Shag, we're going to ask our listeners to take a quick moment and ask to have them check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And we're speaking with Shag Arrington. So, Shag, I kind of asked you this question before we start recording or part of it, but how involved do you get with your producers and... Uh, you know, do they kind of shape what you want to rebuild, or do you do you choose uh, what you you want filmed on what you're working on? Well, the, the relationship with produ- production, the local production team is very close, and, and honestly, you know, it's Joe and Amanda, being that it's it's their business and it's all the weights on their shoulders, and uh, you know, the show really showcases the shop and its abilities. And so that relationship is really, really tight. Mm-hmm. And the stories that are told are very much they, – they work very closely to – with Joe and Amanda and as far as like you know what builds and the, the, the interesting stories, the interesting angles. It's all realistic. It's not uh, – there's – the production doesn't mold the story. They're not you – know, we're not telling something right. different than what, what's really happening, I think is the question you're asking. It is. It is. And that, it's actually okay. good to hear – because, you know, there's so much scripted TV and, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood wants to put out this image and make, you know, you somebody or your shoppers that that you're not. But it's well, for know, them it's to the, sell the, commercials. So it, well, it's, you know, the, to, to answer your question, too, though, because we're just we're just being us. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. are times when the editors are trying to put the story to tell the story properly and they realize, oh, wait, we don't have any footage explaining this, mm-hmm. you know, or showcase or showing this. And so we are asked at times like, hey, we need you to talk about X, Y, Z, but do it in your own voice because it needs it's, – it's finishing. It's making the storyline seamless. Yeah, right. So if there, is, if there are times where you're watching this, you're like, man, that sounds scripted. It's because we're kind of told like, hey, go back six months and remind us about this or tell right. us about that exchange. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, right. but as far as scripted, now we don't uh, – it's definitely not scripted. Yeah, I, I don't I – don't see your show as like overly scripted like you mentioned there's obviously times that you need to explain things but uh, yeah the the shows that i've seen uh they don't look very like super scripted that you know or or, you know we'll do something and the camera wasn't pointed in that direction they're like oh man that was amazing can you do that again (laughs) right right right. Uh and that's when people like no but when you did that that was scripted i'm like no that was the third time we did it because the cameras weren't rolling right the cameraman's got to get the crap together (laughs) right right? (laughs) hey man it's a small show you know smaller show smaller production uh it's it's there's not a 15 cameras in the room you know it's most of the times it's one cameraman and multiple gopros and then we're when we're away from the shop they'll bring in other cameras or like for the reveals and stuff so you don't miss those those emotions and those uh you know those reactions very interesting now is there any techniques or processes that have kind of been discovered while working on these projects that's like well that that would be a question for the guys (laughs) not me yeah (laughs) yeah i'm more the negotiator uh bargain hunter you know And, and and actually that leads me to my next question so from a market perspective then shag and the increase in value that we are all seeing on these classic cars um, are buying cars which need to be rebuilt also increasing. So, in other words, uh, you know, you you alluded to you you're really trying to find something that's got some good bones to it. But you're uh, do you find that people are asking a lot more for cars that are just you know 
uh, I'm, I'm in the car business, and so we're, we're finding uh, a lot of increased value, both not on only on regular cars, but obviously on classics. Oh so, yeah. So so I can imagine that you're probably put to the test with. Um, uh, negotiating uh, fairly, obviously, with, with, with the clients that you're uh, dealing with. on, on Yeah, I, I think it just depends on what it is, you know. And, and honestly, and this is my take on it, this is my opinion, I think the televised auto auctions mm-hmm. give people a false sense of value. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Like somebody's watching this, they got a beater Nova in the backyard, and they're like, wait, that thing just went for 90000 at the auction. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, you know I would, and this guy's thinking, I'd have taken 500 to get out of the backyard, but now I might have to ask for 10000 uh-huh. So I think it's just, it, it, it gives a false representation sometimes. But but I think, you know, everything's expensive nowadays, right. and, and everything's taking forever. Right. So it just really comes down to what it is exactly you know, we're working on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess my follow up to that, because when you were talking, you and Jason were just talking, are there any projects that when you, you get those in, you're looking at them and you're working on them, you're like, boy, this thing is going to, when this thing comes out nice, this, this is, this is an heirloom and this thing's going to, this could pull some money. Or do you see kind of look at that going, oh, this is going to be nice. <laughs> So you mean like when it comes out on the show or on the auction? No, when you when it comes out on the show. So a project that you're working on on the show, and you look at that, going, "Boy, when we get done with this thing, this is this the person who I has mean, this thing is this they're going to be quite happy with this." I mean, that's exactly how I feel yeah. every time, and I feel like I'm, I'm beating a dead horse every time I say it's like Christmas morning because we get so excited knowing, seeing the finished product, and then knowing that this customer is going to be excited. You know, it, it is. It's it's so much fun to reveal the the final product to uh, to the owners. You know, it's just it, the anticipation is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love being there and just seeing the energy and the oh, sure. and the emotion. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you get to a part in the in the in the final stages of one of those projects where you start looking at little just the smallest little detail, like oh hang on, let me, let me, let me, before we get it, let me let me do one more thing to it. Let me, let me. <laughs> oh, of course, it's never done. It, I mean, Joe's an artist, and just like any artist, and I, not, when I say Joe, I mean Joe and the guys. Like, there's so much talent in those buildings. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And, uh, yeah, the, every one of those guys is an artist in their own right. And, and just like painting a perfect, you ask any painter if a painting is ever done and they'll say no, because they can always see something they want to do. And I think it's the same thing. You just got to come to that point where you're like, uh, okay, the customer's out of money. We got to stop. No, it's not that. <laughs> right. I, I just think, cause that's really not the case, you know? Right. Um, but I think it just, you just have to be okay with Hey, this is good enough, and this is awesome, and it's beyond the expectations. I feel like every time. So, how much input does like the person they're bringing in, and I want a custom car, and they obviously give you ideas. And if it was me, I'd bring a car. I, you know, I I want your input. You're the professionals. Uh, but when it comes down to fine tuning details, like maybe the dash work or the seat work, do you all get reach back out to that owner that's bringing the car in that, you know, would you prefer this or we're thinking this, or do they have like other options that they're, that you present to them or are they just, Oh, every time. Are they at every your time. mercy or, you know, you're, you're trusting us to build this kick-ass car and you I mean, are, you and can... they know you're going to produce it, mm-hmm. but do you ever ask them if you, they prefer this or this before you, you go that extra mile? I mean, the the customer comes in with their list of 
needs or wants, you know, and they, they say, hey, I've got this vehicle and this is what I want done. And then there's a creative conversation. And, you know, this is again, outside of, this is what I've witnessed. So, cause I'm not part of every one of those, those conversations that's mm-hmm. between Joe and the buyer or the, the customer. So, but I do know that, yeah, customers will come back in and get seated for the interior or they'll come in and look at certain colors in the light or, you know, that they, they want to have, they, there, there are certain areas where you let Joe have creative freedom, mm-hmm. but it's creative freedom based on a want. Right. So I want you to do this, but then at this point, it's it's all you, you know. So, yeah, they're, they're very hands-on through the whole process. Yeah, I'm not the most artistic type person, but, you know, I go to a lot of car shows, and we see these incredible rides, mm-hmm. and we're like, man, that looks fantastic. You know, who did this? And if it was my ride, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would want. Like, if I brought my dream car to you and, you know, here's what I want. I want some, obviously, you're going to have custom wheels that only are going to be on my car and, and things like that. But the finer touches, I wouldn't even, I'm not that artistic to think that, that that's what I would want. Mm-hmm. You would have to, like, present it to me or just show me. Right. And I'm like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank yeah. you for throwing yeah. that in there, right. you know. Hey, yeah. Right? Right. right. All those things are talked through, you know, with, and if they're, if they're along, if they're, if they're, you know, working on the vehicle in the process of the build and something comes to Joe's mind or there's some sort of creative, you know, um, idea or a light goes off, yep. they definitely get excited and they call the owner like, Hey, oh my gosh, we were doing this and we had this idea. What do you think? And, and there's definitely times you're like, no, I, I want it, you know, you know I want it uh, the, the way we originally spoke about or other like, yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad you thought of that. I'd have never thought of that. So please do. So I think it's just open communication both directions. That's great. For me, it would have been like, hey, you fixed a hole in the roof. That's that's great. I wasn't getting that greedy about it. So Now, we notice that a lot of the cars that appear in the show uh, tend to be GM. Is that just a coincidence or? That's just a coincidence. It's 100% a coincidence. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. that's 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 another one of those questions we get all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> build more Fords, build more this build more that and like i said it's not so much joe looks and says okay i need to do three fords three chevys and a and a right, dodge right it's more so here's this car this is what the customer wants oh this will be great to showcase absolutely and sh- show it'll be it'll be interesting you know mm-hmm. it'll be interesting like paint or body or build or fab or whatever so that's that's how it's looked at it's not looked at as make and model it's about what's being done to the vehicle right it's not a, it's not a let's tick the sheet off because uh, you know i don't think i've seen any volkswagen rabbits on there yet so <laughs> right. it's not yet <laughs> but it, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so shag obviously we know you tend to a lot of car shows and rod runs um how how fun is it uh from your perspective obviously to have a fan base to come up to you for pictures and questions of that such man i dig it i, I, I do, love right. it yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's it's really cool because it's cool to see that people watch the show or have some sort of emotional connection to what we do, you know, in, in any in any direction, you know, in love it or hate it. Right, uh, right. But like I said earlier, I know that this is a unique opportunity that we have that doesn't last forever. And I, I just I love to meet people that have watched the show. 
that, that means that means the world to me. Well, like, course. I really like that. And if you mm-hmm. see me out somewhere, please stop and say hello. Right. Like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good I'm not to hear. above anybody. And I love to talk and I love to meet people. So, Quite honest, we've yeah, tried to get a, a lot of fun. We've yeah. tried to get a couple more uh, guys in your business on TV and they kind of gave us the cold shoulder. <laughs> like, you know, you're just little peons here. We don't have time for you. So, once again, well, we yeah, obviously think... appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I sure. can see where people, you know, can I can see where that sometimes can get to people's heads, you know, mm-hmm. getting the attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it wasn't for people in my life on a personal level that have had had these types of experiences prior and kind of gave me the direction and gave me some really good advice, I went into it with that type, you know, with some advice that helped, helped me grapple with that fact, mm-hmm. you know. Because if, if I didn't have some of the advice and all of a sudden, like, you're getting stopped and talked to you, I, it, could be, uh, it could be a little overwhelming. Right. But, uh, hey, we, you know what? We're a show on Motor Trend. It's not like we're on ABC on Friday night. So <laughs> it, that's why I get excited if someone that recognizes me. I'm like, oh, sweet. Hey, you're you're <laughs> so must-see TV it. for us. Okay. <laughs> must-see yeah. TV for us. That's and, right. And if we go up to see Shad, when we, when we go up to when we meet you sometime, you know, security might rough us up a little bit. But you know what? We got that picture and we got the handshake with you. So we're, we're happy. <laughs> I don't know what security I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Security. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> So when you complete one of your builds and it's ready to go up and you're ready to sell it to that prospective buyer. Um, well, there's no more selling. These are all customers. So These are all people coming to us. Okay. So let me reverse that a little bit then. So I'm, yeah. I'm bringing my beat up 67 Chevelle. Your and rabbit. My, <laughs> my rabbit. Just it's, it's, yeah. it's roached out. It needs everything. I want I want the I want the works on it. How does that price negotiation? Obviously, it's what do you want done? What kind of, you know? I know there's a range, but I mean, where do you start on pricing out a? Bill you know what, from, man? These are these are great questions. I'm not going to answer. I, and I and I appreciate you. I mean, I'll be you completely know. transparent. Every yeah. single build is unique in all aspects, including price, because. You can't you there is no flat rate or, or range on a classic, mm-hmm. especially a classic with a lot of custom work. Mm-hmm. So that's another one of those things I think in TV where they show the pricing. That price that you see is very unique to that one customer and that exact frame and, and build because mm-hmm. the next frame, the next donor vehicle and the next build is going to be completely different for the same type of vehicle. Right. You know, because these are all passion projects. No one's bringing things back to the way they originally were. Mm-hmm. So it's all passion projects. And with those, you've got a lot of emotion attached while you want specific things done and customized. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you're, all, and you're, all, you're always going to spend more money than what it's worth street value. <laughs> There's no question. Oh, I think every I'm car we see that. at a yeah. car show right. uh, fits that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That I mean, I've got, I've, I've got <laughs> that exact problem in my garage, <laughs> you know. <so. laughs> right. <laughs> But, but I'm happy with but, it. But but in general, though, Shag, I mean, you're you're the you're the guy that does all the negotiations. You you just enjoy that element, especially if you go up to well, somebody and say, "Hey, look, how, what are you looking for to get out of this car?" I mean, that that's that's part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that see, and that's that, that's different though, because that's on the front end negotiating, finding right. parts and finding the donor. Mm-hmm. On the back end, what they pay 
that's between Joe, Amanda, and the customer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't need to know that information. Uh, all I my my focus is to keep the cost low for the build. Gotcha. So we get yep. so they can get the most out of it. But man, I've loved negotiating my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I used to. I used to go to Sam's when I was a kid and buy nerds and sell them at school for like a 400% markup. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Yeah. And go. then I would also trade. There was negotiation. It was a horse trade back, you know, middle school with candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't yeah. always cash. It was favors and stuff like that. So that's right. Now, odd question here. I've got two of them for you. So this will be the first one here. Uh, is there anybody in the automotive industry? So that you've, been doing the show people know you you've had the opportunity to meet a lot of folks out there is there anybody out there uh still around or not around that you would like to or would have liked to have met hung out talked to uh why so someone i haven't met yeah man that's a good question I guess I don't think about that too much. <laughs> well, and I'm, but, but then on the same note, I'm always in awe when I get to meet people from the industry, like Gene Whitfield and Chip Foose, and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. It, it, I, that. I mean, right, right. Let's be honest. I, I work around Joe Martin. Yeah. <laughs> and, right, right. and there's times because he's a friend. It's easy to forget, like he's also one of the best builders in the industry, Absolutely. and he's such a humble guy, you know. So it's. Uh, I'm just always inspired in awe of uh, the places we get to go and the people we get to meet and just the the talent out there is just amazing. It is. No, I agree. So I, I don't think about like an individual. I'm always just in awe of, because there's a lot of people you don't know their name and their skill set and their talent is, it's, 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 it's insane. It's just, it's on a different level. Mm-hmm. So you doing know? what you do has more so provided you opportunity to meet a lot of people that you may not have otherwise. So it's it's this is per, doing Iron Resurrection and what you've been doing all your life has provided a lot of opportunities. It sounds like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I've I've been blessed to have a lot of cool jobs that's allowed me to travel and meet some really cool people and interesting people over the years. And and also with my my I have two boys, you know, and uh, I've always tried to involve them in a lot of the things I do. And they've had a chance to meet a lot of people. They didn't realize who they were at the time. But as they got older, I was like, yeah, you remember we did this with that? And, you know, Buddy Rice, Indy 500 winner. Oh, right. And my youngest my youngest and him got – or my oldest and him got along amazingly. And he didn't realize that Buddy Rice was this, you know, high-level uh, Indy 500 winner race car driver until he was older. And he's like, wait, that's just – that's my buddy. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, but he, yeah. I just – uh, like I said, I, I knew the opportunities that were given to me, and I tried to share those with as many people as I as I could. Right. Yeah. No, that is really cool. Um, okay. So we got a few more questions for you here. Okay. We've got, uh, so, so both of us, uh, me and you obviously are evident fans of Harley Earl who, uh, were, you know, the designer of a lot of these, uh, Cadillacs or vehicles with the big fins on the back of them. Um, you've got to tell us more about your 64 Shagalack here. Well, I mean, I've always been a fan of Cadillacs mm-hmm. and this is, this is my fourth fourth or fifth but there's a lot this specific cadillac it's a 64 it has enough fin it's long it's luxury it's just badass yeah it is i (laughs) I loved it when we saw it on craigslist before we even did anything to it i mean to me it was in perfect condition then and then obviously joe and the guy did their thing it's like whoa it's next level Mm -hmm. but for me personally this cadillac it, it represents this really cool adventure in my life, which is Iron Resurrection. 
It's built by my friends. And there's, you know, it just, it represents a lot. And there's a lot of layers to it. But at, at the end of the day, it's a 64 convertible Cadillac and that's, what's most badass about it. Yep. And, it, it <laughs> so, and it's custom to you, which means the world, right? Well, it's custom. Well, you know, I wasn't the, I guess it's custom to me in the fact that Joe and the guys did it mm-hmm. and I love it. And it, it's also in the perfect condition that I can continue to do and add things to it. And the fact that, you know, Joe's a call away if, if anything goes down or if we want to make any changes and adjustments, which we've, we've talked about doing. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just cool. It's a great project. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you you asked, you know, it's funny. I went to, I went and did this, uh, it was like a coffee and cars type of thing. It was a, it was called pistons on the square and I got there and it had some fuel filter issues. I changed it out. But while I was there, I just wasn't enjoying myself. Like, you park your car and everyone walks around and, you know, looks at your car. What I love most about going to car shows is driving to the shows. Mm-hmm. Like driving that car is my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do with it. Right. I don't want to show it off. <laughs> it's, it's being behind the wheel and just that experience to me is the coolest thing about owning that Cadillac Yeah, is, is driving it. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. It was a huge well, car. Yeah, yeah right. it's 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 an incredible car. Uh, it's thank you. It's pretty. It's you know, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what other words you can put to it. It's just it's just one of those iconic things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I walk out to the garage and get a water, and I have to I pause every time. Like, <laughs> I can't yeah. believe that thing is here. That's, that's right. And, and then it fits in your garage, right? right. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I, I got to be honest. I, <laughs> I was shocked by that, too. <laughs> <I gotcha. laughs> so are there any other cars like the 64 Shagalak that are on your wish list, that that unicorn car that uh, you just would love to find to, to make that special build? That is a really good question. You know, I have two cars. I have a couple of cars that, uh, like, I have this old '68. Well, here, here's. Uh, let me go back to the beginning. That that '78 CJ7, mm-hmm. my dad traded in for a '68 FJ40, and we still have that that FJ, that mm-hmm. Toyota, mm-hmm. and it's actually in a in a barn in Denton, just north of Fort Worth. And I'm actually, I'm going to be picking it up in the next couple of weeks and bring it down to Austin. So when you ask that question, I immediately think of the FJ and getting it to where I would love to see it, you know, like where it just, it needs some work. And I think about that and that excites me. So that would be like my dream car right now. Nice. Um, and then, I mean, I forgot, I think it's a 924. My mom has a 1980 uh, Porsche 924. Okay. The one that looks like an egg. Yep. Yep. It looks like the Mork from Ork. Uh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> and uh, she has that same, it's in the same barn up in Denton. And I'm excited because my son, my my youngest, is about to be 16, and he was telling me, he's like, "Hey, you think Grandma would give me the, the Porsche? I'm like, it's going to cost you to get it running, but I'm sure she would." That's such <laughs> so, a good project car, too. It, it's oh, it is, it is, yeah. So that's that's where my head goes immediately when you when you ask that because I would be so stoked to get both of those rides uh, up and running and cruising. Well, and, and they're family cars. And there's things, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. memories and, and life that has happened in those. And to have you do that, I'm sure your boys will be involved with it. It's just, it just adds more to it. it we've experienced that. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, dream car, a 59 Cadillac convertible is like probably the ultimate dream Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like the older Jeeps. Uh, 
but there's just nothing that sticks out. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have that one car that's like the do go to do all. But for me, there's just cool cars in every category. And I'd probably be equally excited for, uh, you know, many vehicles out there instead of just one. Yeah, I kind of agree. You, you might have some type of a list, but I don't think you have that dream car until you actually see it. Right. And that's, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, you know. and as Wayne Carini said on the show, he goes, it's the next one. Right. It right. is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I tell you, Wayne is one of the coolest dudes. Oh, he's great. He is. He is every. He is as cool as you think he is. Yeah, like, I know. He's everything you expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting him down in uh, Concord, down at the Amelia Island, a couple years ago. Oh yeah, super nice, nice guy. Yep. That's cool. Shag, I'm going to ask you a question we asked Wayne, and every guest we've had on here, and it's a. This is probably the biggest. You probably haven't been asked this before. You may not have been asked well, before. See. This is the big, the big question here: is that when you got your driver's license, what car did you take your driver's test in? It was a nineteen eighty six Firebird Pontiac Firebird. Ah, beautiful. 86. So was it a GTA or a Trans Am or just a Firebird with the two point eight liter? Uh, it was a Firebird. Okay. It was your basic Firebird, yep. but it had the it had what are the slats? It's not. The in the you know how they had the back uh, with the, the louvers, lo, 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 louvers. Louvers. Yes, yeah. the louvers. Right. Nice. So it was my it was my mom's car. Here's a funny story. My mom she went to pick this car up, and uh, she comes home and she's all excited because it's you know it's it's a Firebird. And she goes, Jason, I was pulling out of the driveway. The windows were down, and the Miami Vice theme song came on. <laughs> she's like, I've never felt cooler. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> that is awesome. And I mean, that just stuck in my head. My mom rocking the windows down, just jamming Miami Vice theme song on her new Firebird. That is so cool. Shag, I love your mother because that's my yeah. favorite show ever is Miami Vice. Oh, so good. So, uh, so good. <laughs> that is so that cool. Is, that is awesome to hear. And by the way, I think that's the coolest car that anybody has ever said they took their driver's test. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? We've had a lot of so, beaters and a lot of grannies cars and everything else, right, right. but nobody said they had a cool Firebird take yep. their uh, driver test. Well, in. I'm, you know, what stinks is there's a little, I guess there was some condensation on the ground and there was this one stop sign. I sat there and peeled out through the entire stop sign or the stop light because it was on a hill. And I just, oh man, I thought for sure I failed. I got you. And, and he told me later, he's like, no, no, it happens all the time there when it rains. If that for the first rain makes it real slick, he goes, you did good. You were oh, fine. There, there you go. go. They would have failed you here. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, right. oh, man. Well, well Shag, you'll, you'll be interested in knowing uh, uh, with a buddy of mine, we'd recently bought an 87 Pontiac Fire, Firebird. It's, it's, it's just the basic, just like what you were telling me about, about the one you had. And our initiative yeah. with it is to um, recreate the 80s with this car, and we're going to put it out on either Haggerty Drive Share or Turo. And the idea is to, um, you know, get it out there to where we can you can rent it and take back date night, or how cool would it not be for people who graduated in the 80s uh, to, to pull up in an 87 Firebird? Because I think we all would have loved to have had that back in our grade in high school days, right? Oh, man. <laughs> how cool? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be fun, that's for sure. And what color is it? It's red. Yep, red with gray, oh, gray, gray cloth interior. So I wish it had T-tops, but it doesn't, but that's all right. And if, and yeah, if it, my mom's didn't either. Hers was white, and it had the black louvers on uh, the back. And yep. 
Oh, that is so cool. And, it, and if the plan doesn't work out for Jason here, uh, he's going to smoke and bandit it off a couple of abandoned bridges. <laughs> right. And just hey, to see how, how, how much cool air too. we can get. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. There you go. Um, well, lastly, Shag here, uh, uh, and this is more of a comment than it is, than it is anything. Um, we have to give a shout out to Auto Bio who put us in contact with you. Uh, it, I, I think it's a great idea what they've got going on with their collector car stories, don't you? Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, Katie and Jenna. Jenna is a friend of mine. She she works. She her and her husband have a PR company, mm-hmm. and. I had met her. She was a fan of the show. Ironically enough, I met her through Twitter while I was at Costco, and she was at Costco. Oh, okay. She, she wrote, "Oh my God, that shag! I shags at the Costco I shop at." I responded, "I'm still here. Come say hi." Oh, that's cool. There you go. <laughs> so we ended up, we ended up, you know, being friends. They're total gearheads, and then she's friends with Katie and Paul, and they they connected us. They made the connection. Gotcha. But yeah, I love what they're doing. Yeah, oh, I do too. It's... I think it's brilliant. I really do. Matter of fact, I think we're meeting uh, them tomorrow night to go over some stuff. So uh, we're excited for them. They're really uh, working hard at it, and, and uh, certainly appreciate uh, your involvement with uh, their initiative for sure. Yeah, and the, the new features they just they just launched, or they're about to launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited about those too, yeah. and that's what's great about it. It's a, it's an amazing initial idea that's going to do nothing but evolve mm-hmm. and be innovative. And I, I, I'm really excited about the future of that product of, of auto bio for sure. That's exactly right. No, no doubt. Well, Shag, thank you for your time here tonight. This has been such a fun and informative discussion and we wish Man, you, I hope so. Yeah, it I really so, has been kind of late, you know, no, no, we're, we're fine. We just hope you are. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm no, good. good. I just, I know, I know I'm uh, more energetic and, uh, earlier in the day so i'm hoping you guys it's been a good conversation Uh, it really has been it's been a great time absolutely no absolutely and uh we certainly wish you and your team much continued success and uh you know certainly we appreciate you providing uh to the fellow enthusiasts uh such an entertaining show here tonight so thank you for that thank you man thank i look forward to meeting you guys in in real life no well well, let's definitely count on that for sure absolutely absolutely Enjoyed but, it very much. Yep, yeah, thank you. And uh, so remember to check out autobiotags.com. Every car has a story. Be sure to tell yours. Please tell uh, um, please tell everybody we said hello from, from the podcast here uh, at the Classic Car Corner. And um, thank you so much again, Shaq, for joining us here. And for those who are listening, uh, we appreciate you doing so. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Okay, take care, Shag. Bye-bye. All right, see ya.